Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole BC, and you, you have know everything. everything. Alrighty, my friend. I know why you're watching this and I have struggled with the same thing too. Manifestation, law of attraction. The universe is always conspiring in my favor. Trust, security, faith. Uh, We've gone through hell to get to this point, not just individually, but like, you know, humans in general. And this idea that like, if we hope it, it will come is neat, but like in practice, when you've been doing your very best, when you've been working your fucking ass off and you've done everything that you're supposed to do, but yet all of these things you're manifesting and dreaming and desiring aren't here, like waiting for it doesn't help. Like it doesn't feel good. It certainly doesn't reinforce any faith or hope in what it is that you're doing and creating. And (laughs) patience doesn't feel like a virtue. It's not a virtue. Delayed gratification doesn't put food on your table. Like it doesn't put a roof over your head. And today, tonight, this morning, in this moment, like we want the things we've worked really hard for. And dare I say, deserve? I know that word can be a little bit debatable for people like who's to say what anyone deserves or why I would deserve something more than you. And I think that comes from the fact there's this sense that if I deserve it, then you don't. All of this is just outdated fear programming to get you to do a thing, internalized, externalized, ubiquitous, like the struggles that we tend to experience like in society and in connection with others kind of all come from the fact that if I have something, that means you don't. And I don't know where the fuck that came from. Like, I don't know. There's, there, there is plenty out there. Obviously I'm privileged. Obviously I have the agency to say that. Like, I'm not talking about when I, we've all been in situations where we don't feel like we have access to the very things that we need to survive. And that is fucking terrifying. I'm speaking generally in terms of this concept that like, I work really hard. I have goals. I'm doing my best. Why haven't I achieved them yet? Right. Our brains, and I know this has all been said like a million hundred fucking times, but our brains were not designed to cope with delayed gratification. Like if we didn't eat, we died. If we didn't drink water, we died. If we weren't in community with others, like we most likely would die. But yet we're afraid of not having these things to the point where we make these detrimental decisions in the moment that are knee-jerk reactions to the fact that We're experiencing a delay in our reward. So, you know, delayed gratification, it is a phrase that makes suffering sound delightful. (laughs) Denial sound doable, even desirable. And here's the thing. It can be, but it's not what you think. So how do you keep yourself from an immediate win in order to invest in a long-term gain? How do you learn to trust this will all work out? even when everything sucks right now. I'm going to go through some steps to support you in growing your delayed gratification muscle. But it's not the result that we seek. It's not 
why we go to the gym or why we take on the new job or, or set seemingly impossible metrics and targets for ourselves. We're not doing this to get like ripped or to get rich. Like this is about our own satisfaction and our own ability to celebrate our success in the moment, especially when we are losing, <laughs> especially when things are hard, when we feel defeated. The fact that you showed up or even attempted the damn thing can actually be the gratification without delay. Oh God, that sounds so annoying, but I promise you there are some very unexpected benefits here. When we start to understand why patience feels like a punishment and why delayed gratification is a euphemism. So why do we take the easy way out when we know better? Like you're on a diet or, you know, you're at the gym or you're focusing on a project or you've just undertaken like a new contract or commitment and three steps into it, we're like, fuck this, it's too hard, I'm out. Or maybe 300 steps into this. We're so close, we can actually taste the finish line and we give up. Why does that happen? What sucks so much is that like, oftentimes this isn't even a real conscious experience. Like I've been waking up at 3.30 in the mornings because I have a lot going on in terms of my growth and my own businesses and the challenges I'm undertaking. Like there is this level of stress of adrenaline and cortisol that is like coursing through my veins. It doesn't matter how much hot yoga I'm doing, how much meditation I'm doing, how many long walks outside I'm having. Like it's there, it's real. And I, I wake up in those moments with thoughts and narratives threatening my very ability to survive. They're not real. The dream I had last night was, was going back to a, a terminal illness diagnosis I had when I was young. I woke up thinking I, I was living with that illness again. And it took me a minute to like get out of that. Like, <gasps> like what am I doing? Like, why does any of this even matter? I'm dying. Like <laughs> we can get so focused on these end results or these metrics or these goals that feel out of our control. And then when they haven't been achieved, we tell ourselves we're failing because we're literally having a autonomic response to survive. So it does take practice. It does take an understanding that by overextending, overcommitting, being ambitious, we are saying like, yo, this thing's going to take a minute. Am I okay with that? Am I willing to continue to step this out? And how can I know that at least the next step I take is successful? So how do we start to really invest in the short-term gains so that we get to the long-term investment? And an interesting challenge that was presented to me, and it, it has really influenced everything that I've been doing for the last couple of years. And so I hope that this, this resonates with you. I'm really good at failing. I'm really good at quitting before I get to the finish line. I know exactly what that feels like. It is familiar. It is safe. I have failed publicly. I have failed innumerously. I don't remember if that's a real word or not, but like I often, I mean, I put my foot in my mouth. So, so I've done it so many times. I'm like comfortable with offending people in awkward moments. I like relish them because I'm, I'm an expert in fucking up. How good am I at achieving the thing I've never achieved at? Probably not very. The aforementioned never done it before. So like yeah, fail fast, fail forward, fail often and learn from it and also recognize that feels safe. 
what would it feel like to truly succeed? And, you know, I think that success and failure are two sides of the same coin. I often see in my work people choosing failure because they are terrified of success. So if you quit while you're ahead, if you quit before you're ahead, or if you've regretted quitting at any point, that is why I made this video. You know the thing you seek. And if it's coming your way, if, if you're in the midst of, of a huge win, you get to celebrate that success. You get to feel this, this knowing that like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm working with somebody right now who's putting on a massive conference. They've never done it before. They called me in a panic. I actually didn't take the call. I got the email, didn't respond to the panic in the email. But the large question that they asked, they're probably going to listen to this. Thank you for the inspiration, friend. I appreciate you. But they said, what should I do in this situation? And my response was simply, I'm sorry, what situation? The conference? Like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And yeah, it's, you haven't had the event yet. So I don't know what to tell you in terms of why it hasn't been a success because it hasn't happened yet. It's not for six weeks. So outside of it being over and done with, I don't know how to fix this for you because it's not a problem. It's the sense that we don't have the guarantees, the success, the um, proof that we're looking for. Therefore, we must be failing because failing is familiar. We can accept the loss. We don't know what the win looks like. We don't know how it feels. And that is so terrifying. We literally shut down. So yeah, we can absolutely explore what if this doesn't work out? How can I mitigate this risk? What are my thresholds for shutting this thing down, for actually walking away from it? But once we set that plan in place, how do we stick to it? How do we make sure that we don't quit while before we're ahead? Quit before we've gotten to the exact thresholds we set for ourselves. Let's tackle the real question here. Why the fuck does patience feel like punishment? And how do you find the reward in any moment? So obviously we're going to clarify our goals. Yeah. But like some of us need to know exactly what that looks like. Like the square footage of the home and the materials it's built out of and the roof, if it's shingles or tiles, like we need to know what neighborhood it's in and, what, and like the, the distance it is from our office or from this kid's school, like we, those specifics fucking do it for us. Others, that's like, we just want to feel secure and spacious. Like I want, I want it to flutter my petals in terms of like beauty and art. I want to feel like exhilarated that that's what we're looking for. So make sure you understand your own metrics for success and they are the, your own, not somebody else's. As an example, uh, my partner is trying to figure out his own career and professional situation right now. And he, we're both figuring out like, where do we live? <laughs> um, if you've been paying any attention for a while, you realize like I've been kind of living the, the Roma lifestyle it used to be called the gypsy life where I'd spend a few weeks or months in one location. And then a few weeks or months in another location, I was taking care of my mom. I've got property in different places. I've just purchased another investment property. I like to spend a lot of time there so that I understand it before I really start leveraging it. So on and so forth. His work is going to take him somewhere else. And so he is figuring out where he wants to live. And he was looking at making some short-term investments 
that were in direct conflict with his long-term goals. But the short-term investment felt easy. It felt secure. He knew he would get housing right now. Most people need to know it's like Maslow's lower, like hierarchy of needs, right? They need to know that they they have shelter and they're safe. Now, he has a budget brand for by his work to provide him with accommodation. Yeah, it's much more expensive. But when we don't know exactly what's going to work the best, why commit to a 12-month lease? Why buy a trailer, which is something he was exploring? Like why sink a bunch of money into a short-term solution that is in conflict with our long-term gains. And that's what I mean. It's filling a need, security, safety, shelter. Like those are the basic, most important needs to fill. How can we sit with ourselves and resource ourselves so that we know we're safe, we're secure. I'm working towards my end goal. Even though this feels like shit right now, I'm going to keep stepping it out because I haven't hit that threshold yet. I'm, I have a plan. The plan should get me there. I'm not there yet though. So I don't know if this is working. That is just a quick example in terms of like, in the moment we can feel very pressured. We can have very good reasons to stop. My suggestion is, is that it might be because we're much more accustomed to quitting before we're ahead than we are to actually getting ahead. So before you can effectively practice delayed gratification, it is essential to know your long-term goal, like feel your long-term goal in your body, close your eyes, visualize it, see it. I work with Noah Lamport part who talks a lot about uh, Neville Goddard's imaginational techniques. I highly recommend that synchronicity podcast that he's got this idea of visualizing your goal. Now for some of us, again, it's 20 years. It's, it's an indiscriminate amount of time into the future because it feels so far away. That's cool. I play with that vision all of the time. I have a lot of experience with this imaginational technique. When things get really fucking hard and scary, when I'm waking up at 3.30 in the morning thinking that I'm dying, <laughs> I laugh, but it's true. I, I scale that imaginational technique back to the next day. And I sit there and I feel like what tomorrow's going to feel like in that moment when it's ideally not 3.30 in the morning, but let's say 11 o'clock at night and I'm in bed I, I, I reflect back on the day that I've had and how amazing it was, how, how, what I got through, what I accomplished, the conversations that I had, the way that I felt in connection with people and my work and the food that I ate and the workout that I had. Like I am, I, I take it to one day, like literally this moment in 24 hours, that visualization can help you in those moments. Why? Like, why does that help you? These are the immediate gratification triggers we can actually put into place for ourselves that literally retrain our physiological response to stress. You know, my boyfriend, Andrew Huberman, I love you. I love you. Call me. Uh, he talks a lot about this, the, the science that is happening in these metaphysical concepts. So manifestation, law of attraction, uh, mindset, right? Like, you know, I'm woo AF, so I don't mean to uh, belittle those concepts whatsoever. However, it takes practice, I think, to really bring those into our experience and into the moments when we're feeling like shit and stressed and trying to avoid all of the horrible things our mind is telling us is fact. 
The reason that's happening is, again, we go back to this evolutionary, developmental, physiological response that our brains have learned, like, at some point, bitch, you're not in charge anymore. I am shutting your shit down. And we are walking the fuck away from this because I have so much stress. I have so much adrenaline, cortisol, neuroepinephrine, I think is what he calls it, like pumping through my body. Like, you're not in charge anymore. We're shutting down. Bye-bye. We're out. Deuces. When we build in these immediate gratification triggers, this visualization technique literally releases dopamine, balances out that chemical response, gives us the actual frame of mind, the ability to stop zoning into this pain point and remove the blinders and see uh, this 180 degrees that are available to us, start thinking laterally, creatively, and bring back that trust and that faith that like, yo, I'm sitting in a beautiful home right now in a bed with food in the refrigerator like, and everything I need provided for me. And also that was just a dream. We're okay. <laughs> and I do have the proof and the evidence that sometimes we're not okay. That doesn't make it real in this moment. And in fact, we were able to overcome it then. We're probably going to be able to do it. Let's think about what happens just in the next 24 hours that feels so amazing. Pump up that dopamine. Let's go back to sleep, right? So be aware of the triggers that will cause you to seek immediate gratification that will say like, I'm quitting before I get ahead. I uh, am not willing to sit in this punished patient state any longer. I'm eating the ice cream. I'm skipping the gym sesh. I am staying out all night. I'm having one more drink. I'm yelling at this person in this moment because I feel threatened. I'm, I'm taking this as a direct threat and, and, you know, freezing, fawning because like my neuro, my nervous system has not yet had the practice to experience this chemical rush and actually recognize it for what it is, a reaction. I think that's all that I wanted to say. Just in terms of like, the, I think it's really, really, really important. This is part of goal setting theory. This is management theory. Like there are so many scientific studies that talk about like you do celebrate the baby steps. This person that was having this big conference told me that they had sold, I think it was like 22 tickets. They need to sell about 200. And they, I, I asked like, are you, are you stoked on that one ticket, let alone the 22? I don't know that they were, but when they started selling more tickets, they would tell me and celebrate and we could celebrate together. Like every ticket sold. We see this so much in like social media as well. Like, are you happy about the 15 likes you got? Or are you stressing about the 1500 likes somebody else got? Like if you can't celebrate those 15 likes, how do you think 1500 are going to make you feel? Like there's just going to be another thousand likes that you don't have. And that's what you're worrying about. So it truly is not just mindset, woo, brouhaha to say like celebrate every step. It is actually how you train your brain to release dopamine on command so that you can walk up a steeper hill, so that you can walk a further distance, so that you can set bigger, better, scarier, more intimidating goals and like expand this ability for ambition. With that... It's, it is bringing ourselves into this moment. This is some woo brouhaha here. Like this practice of mindfulness, of presence, of emotional regulation, only you can manage that process for you. No one else can make you feel safe if you feel threatened. No one else can give you the security you need in a moment where you feel as if you're being victimized. It's not for me to pat you on the back and tell you it's all going to be okay. In fact, I'm patronizing you. I'm suggesting you can't support yourself when I do that understanding like I'm having a really big feeling right now. Feelings are simply information. I don't feel safe or secure. What can I do to give myself that security without judgment? 
I'm getting into a binary. I'm getting into a fight. I feel like if you have something, I don't get it. I'm in a binary. I know this is a multiple choice test. And right now I'm playing true or false. There are always at least three options. If I don't see that right now, am I willing to pretend and therefore seek out another opportunity that actually feels good instead of these two that feel like shit, this playing not to lose concept. And we move up this energetic ladder. That can look like a plan with milestones, but like, again, make sure that in this long-term plan you're creating for this long-term investment, you've got smaller achievable milestones. They should feel like stretches, but with goal setting theory, what it talks about is if everything feels impossible, we're not going to do it. If you give your team, if you give your family impossible targets to hit, like they're not going to try and hit them. We, we don't, we won't, we won't truly commit to something. Our brains are like, that's impossible. So why am I going to bother? It is amazing. Like you can have the long-term impossible goal, but then you set something that does feel doable. That's how we, we start to understand and learn and improve and ultimately not just achieve that impossible goal, but every impossible goal we put in front of us. You do need to stretch yourself. You also need to believe that you can do it. That is like the secret behind that is that's how you build confidence. If you're continually failing or setting impossible goals, you're going to stop trying because you don't, you don't have any confidence. If you're coming from a place lacking confidence, the way you build it is you take baby steps. Instead of just going to the gym every day and starting a mindfulness practice every day and cu cutting out caffeine and working on your diet and going to sleep, like if you're, if you're creating this monumental amount of work to introduce the, a plan to create success... We're, we're probably not going to stick to it because it's, it's too big of a shift and too big of a change. And obviously I'm not like the first habit person with atomic habits. There's a lot more people that talk about this all of the time, but like, I know I consistently take for granted how small those steps sometimes need to be in order for me to integrate it as a habit into my experience and then believe I can stretch this out a little bit more. So how do we actually build the patience and the delayed gratification into our experience in a, in a like joyful, expansive way. Time boxing. So actually like saying, I think it's going to take this long. And that's a guess. So if time, if you want to know the when desperately, that's when a doable, achievable goal makes a lot of fucking sense. Most of the time, people that I work with want to make an insane amount of money. We don't and can't control exactly when that sale is going to come through, that purchase, that buy is going to come through. But what we can do is say, I'm going to make a thousand calls or I'm going to, I'm going to invest X amount of dollars into Facebook marketing or you know what I mean? Like we can, we can pick metrics within our control to then attempt to hit this goal on time. But what we're, the goal is not the, the money metric. The goal is the activities we're taking within a time frame in order to achieve a certain money metric. So that's what I mean by time boxing. It's, it's putting a task, an activity you have full agency over within a time frame, And that is the goal. At like, just as an example with um, social media and digital marketing, so many things have changed with the way that Apple and websites and the EU are dealing with um, digital tracking that like all of the old strategies just aren't landing in the same way. So I've taken on like a totally new approach over these last few months and it was truly quantity over quality. So my metric was the amount that I was posting and sharing, nothing else. 
obviously engagement is a complete, is a qualitative metric. I had set that aside just to start to understand like, how are things working right now? So I have seen a drop in the connection that I'm having with my people, but I've gained a huge amount of understanding in terms of how is this working right now? That, that was the goal. So if I, if I, again, measured everything in terms of money, I would be very disappointed right now, but, but I am recognizing there's something influencing my success and I don't understand it. The goal is to gain some perspective on what's going to be most effective now. And I have that and I can move forward in a different, more efficient, more impactful way that is actually going to allow me to achieve the money metric with by spending less reward substitution. Like this is kind of like understanding what your triggers are. So if you know that you are impatient, if you know that you want everything right now, what can you give yourself? I'll often just like convince myself to get started on an activity and then leave a reward activity to finish. God, that sounds like the most boring, like grown up kind of like way of uh, mindset hacking, if you will. But like, it works really well for me. Like I get to do the fun thing when I finish like the not so fun thing. I will, I will bake in more external rewards as well. But the goal here is like, how can you internally reward yourself? So you're not turning to something that costs money, something that takes time, that takes planning, that takes advanced notice in order to start to train these dopamine hits. And you know what, my friend, actually celebrating yourself and really feeling how proud and how satisfied you are in your effort will start to train you into that dopamine release and give you the space and the strength and the stamina to keep going. Visualizing, we already talked about that. So if doubt or soul crushings or surface level distraction shows up for you, another powerful technique can be building a supportive environment. So this might be putting sticky notes all over the place, writing positive affirmations and lipstick on your window. It could also be telling a few confidants that, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I'd really appreciate your support. It could be actually physically redesigning your environment to ensure that some of those triggers or some of those rewards are available to you. But it is really reflecting back on when did I quit before I was ahead? When did I walk away from the desired end result before I really, really executed on my plan and actually feel like I did my best? Like what happened? No judgment. That's the benefit of failing fast and failing frequently, of making mistakes we get to learn from them. They are empowering. When we understand like what was our state of being in that moment when we made the decision that ultimately we wouldn't make again. That's how we get to grow, expand and achieve things that we haven't done. We try something different. We are willing to experiment. So mastering this concept of delayed gratification so that it becomes a powerful skill it shows up like consistency, self-awareness, and ultimately resilience. You clarify your goals, you understand your triggers, you do practice a little bit of mindfulness or emotional regulation because you have a plan and you understand like, I'm not going to get to my desired destination immediately. Like you put a destination in Google Maps. It's not like click your heels in three, three, click your heels three times and you've arrived. It gives you 15 steps. And it tells you how long it's going to take you to get to each of those steps. So bring like rely on that plan to support you, to guide you. 
And maybe something's like going to change in real time. And you do need to take a different route or you do need to take a different path. That's the beauty of having a plan. You know, I say plans are meant to be broken. You should be looking at it and responding in real time and adjusting. That doesn't have to look like sabotaging yourself, right? Like when you're doing it because you're recognizing this is becoming more effortful or this is unrewarding, how can I approach this differently? And that I think is is the final question to really ask yourself, what do I really love? What does make me feel really good? When am I doing my best? How can I apply that energy, those feelings, those thoughts to this thing that feels really hard? I guarantee you, you have overcome and achieved incredible things. They probably felt pretty easy for you, or you take them for granted now and you forget how hard it was in the beginning. It's those same skills, the willingness to learn, the willingness to try, the willingness to step it out. And then, of course, the 2020 hindsight in terms of how long it actually took you to get to this place where it's just second nature. You don't even remember how hard it was to learn that thing. Those are the skills you can apply in this instance to keep going and to not think about it in terms of delayed gratification. Like you have the opportunity to gratify and satiate and celebrate yourself in every single moment. So. You know what it feels like to fail, but what would it feel like to truly succeed? Can you imagine the eyes on you? What do you think you'd be risking? The expectations you'd need to fulfill. Promise you the second and and like, you know this, you climb that mountain and all you see are higher peaks all around you and you want to climb those too. So it can be incredibly counterintuitive to support yourself, to take that break to walk away for a moment, to pat yourself on the back, to do a little happy dance because we're not all the way there yet. We haven't done the whole thing yet, but you showed up, you tried, you're here right now. Do a little happy dance. Give yourself some love. You're watching this because you're ambitious, because you want bigger, better, greater things. And it is through taking these steps to expand yourself and learn and grow that you are doing that. So not everything has to look like the actual fucking activity. If we get to a point where we're exhausted or we're stressed or we're in doubt or we're waking up at 3.30 in the morning, reward yourself. Remind yourself like, hey, we're on a journey. This is a chemical response. It's time for me to emotionally regulate. I've got a whole bunch of different energy stacking activities that I can rely upon to move myself up that energetic ladder. And I might be in a state of level one or two, that victim or fear or force or bullying energy because I need a fucking break because I'm, I'm defaulting to old tendencies that are no longer serving me. I'm beating myself up. I'm telling myself this isn't going to work. And I don't understand how to actually celebrate this moment because it's not where I want to be. Yet it's exactly where I am. And I worked really hard to be here. Yay. (laughs) So it does feel cheesy. It will feel undeserved. But, and yeah, like, I guess what I'm saying is like, take your foot off the pedal, even while you're driving full speed ahead to your desired destination, you're going to slow down. And what if that is exactly the thing that allows you to create everything you've ever desired? That's the concept of patience that feels so punishing. (laughs) It's not here yet but it's all coming. How can I resource myself and create the resilience to know this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I truly am doing my best. And it is through that celebration. So discover how to intrinsically reward yourself. Recognize there is a chemical response going on here and a physical response. You can do this without going harder, faster, longer, more, as Daft Punk would say. And honestly, the anticipation, the investment in your desired end result can truly be the reward. 
Uh, this is why people plan things and talk about things and anticipate things and agree to plans, but like they might not coalesce because honestly, just thinking about it gives them that dopamine hit that feels so good. It's enough. That's also learning how to celebrate these moments and to really like, if you've ever done that, planned a trip, planned a holiday, fantasized about something, that's what we're talking about. That's that visualization technique. So you may be the crowned royal of patient land, and you simply listened all the way through to this to be reminded of your greatness. But if you're like the rest of us humans seeking some out-of-the-box solutions to reward yourself, especially if you feel like you don't deserve it or you can't afford it, you might gain some insight from an oldie but a goodie, episode number 70, Dance Monkey Dance performative, people-pleasing, boundary-breaking might be an MO for you. And so, yeah, uh, if you're both martyring yourself and quitting before your head, I encourage you to check that, that episode out. Thank you so much for being here. As per always, I wouldn't be here without you. I do this for you. I would love a like, share, subscription, uh, comment, you know, all the things that the algorithm appreciates. This is just a fun little opportunity to create for both of us. 